welcome to Glowing Weak Point. Uh, after the inevitable cut of the beginning five minutes of this video, uh, hi everyone, uh, Wombat's popping off and we're getting into some games. If you think the first five minutes are being cut out of this, you're wrong. I'm the one who edits this. <laughs> yeah, but they should be. <laughs> and Any you know that. I do know that, but my anger is real, and I refuse to cut. But you should. But I you should. really should. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, um, so you haven't had a great week, so I guess we'll start with my glowing weak point. Tell me what the um, glowing point of your week is, John. I, uh, I started an old show back up again, uh, Knucklehead Knockoffs. It was it was time for season, I guess it's technically season two, maybe three Ooh. if you count the like mini season. But uh, I I like it because it's a it's a show where I, um, I play video games that are based off of other videos. So like the first one we did was Strafe, which is a game based off of Doom, the old classic Doom. Okay. And we, you know, we go over, you know, which one's better and uh, play through it, see how it fares, and then in the end decide, you know, whether it's worth it. Sometimes they're more expensive. Most often we try and find one that's cheaper. But I really like it because the, it's, every video I do has an intro. And some of them are just very simple intros. Some of them are video intros. But for Knucklehead Knockoff, every video intro I do is live acted. I do a live action interpretation of the, um, the seed game. Oh, that's and fun. It's, it's a lot of fun for me to, to like do a live acted doom or in the past I've done, um, half life and, and it's it's fun because it, it really tests my chops both as an actor where I'm, I'm trying to do a good job, but I'm also I'm keeping in all the mistakes and there's only so much that I can do. So there's a lot of jank, but it's it's purposeful. And uh, so it, it tests my chops as an actor. It also really tests my chops as a editor because editing all that together, putting in music, putting in sound effects, uh, putting in like muzzle flashes if I include that, or explosions. Um, and uh, with several of them, I actually animate the monsters or whatever that I'm like, like this most recent one, or I actually animated like a caco demon to, to show up on screen for me to shoot and explode. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun for me. And I guess another glowing weak point, except it's, it's really like the opposite of a glowing weak point is I started another Donkey Kong 64 stream. Oh, great. I wish I had been there. I wish I had noticed you were doing that. I actually, <laughs> I think I could have watched that one even. I think that was on the weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, well, like, Monday. Oh, then I, I wouldn't Monday have been is able when to, I did it. I wouldn't have been able to see that. I, it was either Monday or Sunday. I can't, I can't remember. I think, no, I think it was Sunday. Oh, then I was too busy playing Persona 5. Otherwise I'd have noticed that <laughs> and watched it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm angry at myself for missing that. 
It's okay. I mean, I it's not over. I've got, uh, I think I finished it with like maybe seven percent of the game done out of the. If I, I haven't looked it up again to find <laughs> out what the actual number is, it's either a hundred and three or a hundred and six percent is the actual real one hundred percent of the game. Hmm. They give you a little bit. And of I'm leeway. doing it all again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. For some no, reason. No, last time, last time I did like a hundred and one percent. This time I'm I'm going for the full one oh six or whatever, one oh three. You're trying to be a real Gerard. Yeah. Okay, go for it. I'll chime in sometimes. Tune in. So yeah, Donkey Kong sixty four. It's uh, it's a fun stream. It's a terrible game, and are I you, hate every bit of it. Are you drunk during it? <laughs> no, but I do have a beer. Ah. I haven't yet got, haven't gotten to to the part yet where I need uh, pity brownies and uh, hard the liquor. Fifth of the fifth of vodka I keep in my freezer. <laughs> so, but you are only seven percent of the way through. Yes, I haven't yet gotten to the alpha mini games. Oh, I, I, one cart race in. I'm I'm one cart race in. But yeah, there's there's. You need to all the mini games are bad. You need to DM me when the mini games come up so I can I can watch that. Oh, I mean they're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? If you had to pick a glowing point of your week, what would it be? So, before capitalism ruined my life, I did actually have a glowing <laughs> point of my week. Okay. A glowing week point, if you would. A point of the week which was glowing. Just say it. <laughs> I've been reading Discworld. I've been reading the first Discworld book. Oh, okay. The Color of Magic. Um, I like Rhineswind. I don't, I'm not sure if okay. I'm supposed to like Rhineswind, but I like Rhineswind. He's like, he's like just at, the, at that level of an asshole where it's like, okay, dude, <laughs> fuck you. But then he's like forced into a situation where he has to do something like good for people and then he does it and he doesn't bitch too much about it he's just like i guess i'm in the situation now so i'll do this i like that it's like okay it's like if ged from earthsea was a bit of an asshole Ooh, yeah wizard of earthsea is is a good good book i've actually never read Discworld. i've read the entirety of the ring world um series but I, I always get the two mixed up, um, even though they're, like, completely different. Yeah, Discworld is like a comedy book, and it's it's bonkers. It's insane. There's a point where they're, they, the situation is that they have imagined a dragon in a place where if you imagine a dragon, it can become real. And then the guy who's imagining the dragon falls unconscious so the dragon disappears and they're falling through the air to the earth obviously um, and while you're doing this is there pop music playing no however what happens is that while they're falling through the air they suddenly transport into our dimension for a few minutes they end up on a plane and like Reinswind stops a fucking hijacking. He grabs a bomb out of a hijacker's hand because he just bursts into the cockpit, not understanding what's happening. 
Uh, and then and then they sit down and they start to think that they exist in our world. Like their names change and and they this whole like backstory for them is concocted as the world like settles around them and accepts them and like places them into their spot in it. And then, and then all of a sudden, you think that's just where it's going, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's gone. They're back falling through the fucking air again. But they've literally moved so that they're no longer over land, but over water now. Oh. Hey, when they, when they switched back into our world for, for like a half second, do you think they got radioactive? Uh, I don't think so. What seems okay. to what seems to have happened is that in order to in order to accommodate for the the switching between worlds, um, multiple sub universes and several like nebulas and shit have completely disappeared or exploded or, it, like they they changed the fabric of the universe in switching over to our world for that like, what was probably like thirty minutes, in total. Okay. But this is like fantasy, right? Yes, it, it's. It, oh, I bet, I bet my life that they end with a lot of gold. Um, actually, one of the characters starts with a lot of gold and gives oh, it out. See, gives it That's out. That's why clearly. I'm a believer. He does not understand the worth of gold because he comes from a mythical continent made out of gold. So each, what he considers oh. just like a penny. Like, it's just like a dollar to him is worth like $8,000 to the people he's handing it to. So it's because of his origins that, you know. Yeah. Th this doesn't matter. Yeah, like the comedy comes from him coming from a place where gold is, like, it has worth, but it's it's a lot, it's worth a lot less than it is where he is now. And he doesn't understand that. Because he also can't speak the language that anybody else speaks. Oh. He speaks one language that Reinswind can speak, and it's like a, a very... It's like a tribal language, basically, that nobody would be able to speak, usually. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So when they're falling, do you think they're thinking this is it? The apocalypse? Whoa. No, when when they're falling, um, the the guy with all the gold is unconscious, and he he also never wakes up when they're in the other dimension. He's unconscious the entire time. Only Do you think he's having some um, uh, night visions during that time. Uh, unclear. Okay. But but right he's unconscious. When he wakes up, does he feel it in his bones? Enough to make the systems blow. Um, I've read a little bit into the next like story of the book and the next age. Yeah, the next age. Like uh, you've, you've, you were welcomed to the next age. Yeah, they they kind of skip the over. <laughs> they kind of skip over the uh, the him waking up part because they they're still on the in the ocean, uh, rowing okay. uh, rowing on his his magic briefcase. Mm. He's what? waking up to like ash and dust. Yeah, the, the, wipe, they're a little wipes his brow, sweats his rust. <laughs> okay, they're a little they're a little preoccupied, is what I'm saying. I'm not sure it comes up again. Okay, I'm not even sure Reinswinder remembers being in our dimension. 
Like because because I don't I don't have any more Imagine Dragons puns, so we okay. can move on from this segment. All right. <laughs> so what did you play uh, this week, John? Nothing. I, if we're if we're going Saturday to Saturday, which is what I'm gonna do, uh, nothing. Oh, I, I okay. Didn't, I didn't play a single game. John. I mean, like the Donkey Kong sixty four thing that I mentioned actually happened after the Saturday Saturday, so I'm gonna ignore that. John, um, I have to, I have to talk to you as the, um, as the co host and producer of this show. Uh, <laughs> executive I mean, producer. Executive producer. Our producers are comedians. Yeah, not, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in the other room. I don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to talk to him. But I have to Correct. talk to you for a second, John. Okay. You know, we play video games on this podcast, right? Uh, well, actually, uh, to turn that back around on you, we don't play video games on this podcast. We talk okay, we, about playing video games. There, ta- are, there are no video games actually played on the podcast. Unless I get really bored, in which case I pull out my puzzle games. But that's neither here nor there. I have thought about playing Persona while <laughs> while while recording this before. <laughs> I I try and focus on what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I I re- I realized that uh, it it just happened. Like I I went through the whole week and, and didn't, didn't end play up anything. playing any video games. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I watched anime because it's a new season, so anime is is out. I've watched a few of and the new anime too. What what have you been watching? Man, and none of it, none of it has stuck with me, except for The Way of the House Husband, which just came out on Netflix. Um, I don't know that one. um, Everybody's talking about it because it has horrible animation. Like, it's, it's basically just still shots with voiceover most of the time. It's hilarious. I love it. it. The acting is so good. Like, the voice acting is so good. It makes up for it. Honestly, it works better. I I don't want it to be well animated. I want it to just be a comic book on the screen. It's great. Huh. It's about a a Yakuza who has gotten married and given up his Yakuza ways and has become a house husband. He hangs out with all the housewives. He goes shopping. He cleans the house. But he does it like a Yakuza. I don't see this on any chart at all. No? <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's great. You have to watch it. It's five episodes okay. on Netflix. Each episode's like 16 minutes long. It's not much of a time okay. commitment. Maybe it's in the TV shorts segment of, of any charts. I don't, I don't actually... Yeah, it's in that weird space in between. It's not really a full-length episode, but it's not really a short. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know where where that is in here. But oh. Goku Shuftu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's under here under uh, OVA slash ONA slash special. I see. They've already announced uh, the second else? season to it. Um, you know, I know I watched other anime, and I just... I don't feel like any of them have stuck with me. Okay. I, I'm i trash 
and I watch anime trash like isekais. I watch a lot of isekais, and I know they're trash, but I still like them. Um, This season I'm watching. (laughs) That's how trash. This season I'm watching, and I'll I'll say the English words instead of the the romaji. Um, The Saint's magic power is omnipotent. Um, I haven't heard of that one. It's it's fun. It's you know, it's a overworked woman gets summoned to a, a magical world and um, wait, she's she's summoned to be the hero, but two heroes come instead, and like they decide that the other one is the the prettier one and more important, so they go after them, and so she's free to do whatever she wants. So she just goes and studies spells and potions and. And then they figure out that she's the actual saint because, Wait. like, everything she makes is 20% better than anything else without any trouble. Hold on. John, pause. There are two anime about an overworked woman getting isekai this season? Yes, I was going to get into the next one after that. Because I now remember one of the other ones I watched that I liked. And it's uh huh. It's that. It's a uh, slime Toshite. Uh, okay, I've been killing slimes for three hundred years and maxed out my level. Yes, it's hilarious. It's great. It is. She just decides that instead of uh, working all the time, because that's what happened in her previous life, where she literally worked, worked herself, herself to death, to death. <laughs> at like like twenty seven or whatever. See the and, capitalism and rant it, it, at it, the start it, of this it, episode. <laughs> Not at the start of this episode. It is. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Don't do it. Um. Yeah. Uh. So instead of that, she she reincarnates as an immortal witch and then just spends the like three hundred years just relaxing and in the course of that time becomes the most powerful being that exists. And, and, and she doesn't and, even know it. She's just still going yeah. about her daily life until some adventurer clerk is just like, hey. You know, you've been here a while. Can I see your level? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> nope. No. Um, because I'm trash and I, I like isekais, as previously stated, um, I'm also watching Slime Diaries, which I is... I saw that. Is, that. is that like a side story kind of thing for um, reincarnated yeah, as a slime? Yes, it is. Because uh, the first half of the second season or third season, I don't remember. It's the second of, season. Um, okay, the first half of the second season just finished. Um, I watched one and... episode of it and got disappointed that they, they're they not adapting the books very well anymore. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've always been all over the place with the adaptation of that of the books yeah i really got into they, the books and i'm so far past it where i'm like that's that's why i don't read the books because <laughs> it it ruins it ruins me it has it's so terrible. much better world building though oh it's so good yeah the books. But i don't i don't have time for that <laughs> every every time every time i read the books for an anime it destroys them uh, uh, I wouldn't like, say that. Um, some some anime are just as good as the books. I feel. I really liked Food Wars. Um, oh, did you read the manga? Food... I 
read ahead because I wanted to know what happened. Because like it, it, I hate when anime do this. Oh, uh, I wanted the anime with Food Wars has been fucking all over the place. It's ridiculous the way they'll just end in the middle of an arc. It's infuriating. If you're gonna adapt an arc, finish the arc in the season that you're doing it. Yeah, it's it's just so. I wanted Soma to actually end up with um, Arena. Okay, you were, were interested in the romance aspect. Yeah, I I wanted I wanted to actually you know end at a point, and then it just ends with like, oh yeah, by the way, he's still just wandering the world like his dad was, trying to make good food. Wait, and leaving? Yeah. That's Spoilers, really how it by ends. The way. Yeah, I like, mean they they win all the things, and then he just like every once in a while it it ends with a like ten years later, and you know it they all meet back up at the um uh academy Yukihira uh oh the restaurant diner? Yukihira yeah, and all, all the people will start meeting back up there, and you know they you know punch shoulders and like talk about where they are now oh you're running the school now and oh you've got 37 restaurants that have a million medals or whatever and oh you're doing this other thing oh and you two yeah you're still fighting and and that's fine um and then uh Erina shows up and Aaron is like yep yeah, yeah, i'm here and then soma shows up and he's like hey i'm here for like five minutes i'm gonna make you some food and then leave it's like Ah, this is terrible. I hate it. Yeah, that... Uh, and then I I couldn't watch the rest of the show. Also because the show just repeats the same thing every single season. Yeah, with, like... With no changes. I can't... At all. I can't watch it anymore just because the fucking Arena's dad taking over the Academy arc has gone on for so long. And I... They finished that. I do not care. Like... it, It's it's over. I I particularly... that That's when I started going downhill... Um, and then it, it, it just immediately stopped at the beginning of the next season when there was like no personal change with anyone because it, it, it frustrates me when characters like Arina just don't have a will of their own. Right. Because that's not real. Yeah. Like Arina, (laughs) Arina would stand up and people would just be like, yeah, by the way, just screw you. We don't actually have to do what you say. Like, that's that's what sh- really would have happened. She's an but, incredibly forceful personality. Yeah. So it it just... And then and the the next season, the, the one after the dad, uh, the one after, like, the three seasons that are the dad. Right. Um, <laughs> I hate it's, it. It's, it's uh, Soma's... basically adopted stepbrother showing up and he's like ah i'm gonna marry erina now and uh that's it and like she has no say in it and you have no say in it unless you beat me and that that's like first of all that ain't how that works no it's not we live (laughs) in a society that's not how any of these characters would work no erina (laughs) would be killing him so I, it's just, uh, but yeah. Uh, 
Slime Diaries is is it's chill. It's kind of nice. I mean, okay. I don't. It's not the best. I wouldn't if if you're not already watching the show and want more, don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, just read the books. The books sometimes yeah. the books sometimes have like mm. little side stories at the end of them too. Like the first one has um the trip Gobta took the first time to the Dwarven Kingdom, like before he met Rimuru. <laughs> That's fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um then the the last anime I'm watching that I'm going to mention here because the other one is just actual filth. It's it's just horrible. I I, I don't even want to say that I'm watching it. Not because it's like adult or like particularly edgy. It's just embarrassing. Just trash. It's just embarrassing that I'm watching it because it's bad. Um uh the the other anime that I'm watching is uh, after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Right. And it starts out with you going like, oh boy, this could be a bad anime real quick. Um, I mean, it, it starts I'm already off with vomiting the, a little. Yeah, it starts off with the salaryman uh, getting rejected by his girlfriend, or not, by who he would like to be his girlfriend. Uh, goes home just smashed. And sees a high school girl sitting on the side of the road who begs to come home with him. And he's like, well, like, no, no! Go, go, go to someplace else. And she's like, but I can pay for it with my body. And he's like, no, don't, don't ever say that again. <laughs> and she convinces him that she has nowhere else to go. So he lets her in and then promptly like she's like all right well how can i repay you and he's like just shut up and go to sleep and you can leave in the morning <laughs> and then he just conks out and turns out she's she's been running away from home her parents like don't care about her at all she seems very abused and uh that's the way she's been getting by is by staying at people's houses and sleeping with them and, and he's like, nah, this isn't going to continue. And so he lets her stay so long as she, like, cleans house or whatever. And that uh, way she can get her life back in order and eventually, you know, stop being whatever it is she's being. I mean, I guess that's okay. Yeah, it, it you you start out being like... Can I continue watching this? Like if I like you're you're hovering over the red X in the top corner going like mm, ready. I'm ready for like anything to happen. Just going to click that, send off a short email to the FBI saying I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh but I mean, it it becomes like super duper wholesome after that. Um because it's it's him just like trying to teach her to care about herself and to uh have higher standards and like every, uh, pretty often he does something and she's like you're a really nice man he's like i'm not nice don't say that i you you need to have higher standards <laughs> <laughs> okay i, I mean, can get I'm, on board I'm, with I'm, that I, i'm i'm nice yes because i'm not raping you like 
don't that's not that's not nice that's normal this that's, is a that's basic the bottom, level of human decency th- this is this is the bottom of normal you need to <laughs> you need to have higher standards for yourself like if i was so, actually yeah, nice i would not ask you to do anything for me while you were at my house like yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's really it's it's a wholesome heartwarming show that starts off with you like Yikes! fast ready to close yikes and then and then just becomes super sweet and i like it i mean it, it started off going in a direction which um i know another anime this season does go in i haven't really watched yes. this one um i have nope. seen cadence watching it and <laughs> i'm not even sure she enjoys it it just seems to be like, well, I started watching this and now I'm here. Um, I have I've done that before. Um, it's um, called Orange, I think, and it is about a salary man who is treated nice by a high school girl one time and falls in love with her. And FBI. FBI, yeah. where's the number? I have them saved somewhere. This, this is this is actually it's it's interesting because it comes out forty five minutes before the one I just mentioned. <laughs> it, it it it's immediately pre uh, previous to it, and yeah, he's he's saved by a high school girl, and uh, he finds out who she is, and he's a womanizer, and to repay her for saving him, he suggests giving her a kiss or going out on a date with her, which she says is creepy because it is right and because he's a womanizer he is used to getting his way i guess so uh, i'm i'm reading from the uh the the any list so i'm i I thought about i thought about watching this and then i went no gross no Um, i mean just the just the fact that he's a salary man and she's in high school there is yeah several years between them that is a problem with a capital p it does not matter what the age of consent in japan is morally that is fucked up yeah so yeah that's one of those i was like oh that could be an interesting premise and then i read through like the the like second two-thirds of it and and went oh no no (laughs) no yeah It it looks scary. Yeah, that, that's what I've that's what I've been doing is I've been watching anime instead of playing video games. Except okay. this week I played video games, but we'll talk about that Saturday, and y'all will hear about it next Wednesday or something. Yeah, hopefully we can get back to recording on Saturdays. Yeah, it'd be nice. Mhm. All right, what about you? What would you play? Uh, I mean, it's the same two games that I've been pay- playing for the past like three weeks at this point. <laughs> It's uh, Persona 5. Let's start with Persona 5 because um, on, what was it, Monday, I think, I went through and I beat all of Futaba's palace. That was fun. I mean, it's... Of the palaces that I've played so far, it is the most unchanged, it feels like, from the others. Um, They didn't do a whole lot of tweaking with the level design or anything. There's a couple of places where they incorporate the uh, grappling hook, but it's mostly just like they knock the floor out from under you and force you to use it. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's good. 
I have noticed that uh, I, I don't know how to put this. There's, Clearly. There's just not enough time in the game to to max out the the confidants with everybody that you feel like you need to because hmm. because you have um you have the the party members and you feel like oh well I should really focus on them a lot because when I do like they'll become better in combat and that's just like a a straight like oh well this is just going to be better for me um mm-hmm. and then you also have all the characters that are supposed that you either know are going to become party members in the future and they've just been introduced early because of like story reasons um and you're like well i know that there's going to be added content with these people and that that's probably going to open up more if i max out the confidant with them so i should probably focus on them a lot and then uh. and then there's also the new character introduced at the school that you're like oh well he's obviously going to be important so i should work on him a lot too and then you end up being like, well, but now how do I, how do I have time to also raise up my my social stats to the point where I'm allowed to go through all of these confidants? Because some of them you have to have like your charm at a certain level or your knowledge at a certain level, and so you have to spend time in the day working on those things, while also being like, well, these confidants, they give me like really good things also and i need to spend time doing them (laughs) well and and also like having played the first the vanilla version of the game i know that if you reach max rank with any confidant then you'll get an item at the end of the game from that person that gives you their their rank 10 skill in a new game plus like you just have access to it ah So it's like, well, I'm probably going to want to play this game again in the future. I mean, I'm playing it again right now. That's generally a sign for me. Yeah. So I want to focus on these people and get their ranks maxed. And then it's like, these four people, I just have not even started. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. They're there. I know they're there. And I have not talked to them at all. And some of them are really good. One of them allows you to, like, switch party members out in the middle of battle. That'd be nice to work on her. But it's not happening right now. There's just so many people. And not enough time. Because I spend all my time fucking raising social stats so that I can get max rank with Makoto, (laughs) who is going to be my girlfriend. Makoto's the best character. Okay. Her, Her persona is a a motorbike um, named cool. Johanna. It's amazing. Um, and she's the student council president. She is the student council president. She's also she's also the sister of the um, the prosecutor that like is the framing device for the whole game. Like you've been caught. And she's uh, she's interrogating you. That's her sister. 
Okay. Um, so that's what I've been doing in that game is I beat an entire dungeon in like a day, including the boss. And then I just started going through social stuff, <sighs> working on confidants. <sighs> I don't have a single one maxed out yet. It's, it's upsetting. Um, all right. The other game that I've played this week is Spiritfarer, which I feel like could have been a shorter game. I am... A lot of, of <laughs> those cute little indie games could have been shorter, I feel. I enjoy there, there my There are very time few of them it. that are, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, I enjoy my time with it, but a lot of it is just, like, Oh, well, I've run low on resources, and I can't build this thing they're asking me to build, so I guess I'll go sail around the ocean a bit, picking up crates and going to islands and stuff. I uh, mm-hmm. guess I'll continue your little quest later. Um, <laughs> but I sent off two spirits since we last talked about the game. Um, okay. I, I sent them off at the same time. I, I finished their stories about the same time. and That's twice as many as you did last time. Yeah. Um, the first was a snake character. Um, she was the aunt of the, the main character, Stella, in life. Uh, she was a very kind of like new agey person. Um, she moved out to the woods and built her own house. And, like grew a garden and then invited her girlfriend out there to marry her and yeah and that kind of stuff and it was it was very sweet (laughs) um i liked her i liked her more as i was sending her off than i did when she was on the boat because she Mm -hmm. she she held off on telling me a lot of the cool things about her until the end um okay and the other one was this hedgehog named Alice. And Alice kind of hit me a little hard. Um, Alice, when you first meet her, is like this kindly old lady. She's really sweet to you. and She'll give you food and stuff when her mood's high. She'll like cook a pie for you and give it to you. It's really nice. Um, and she... She spent her entire life raising her kids and reading adventure novels. And she's she asks you to go on, like, one adventure with her. So you take her to an island and she, like, fantasizes about um, the main character of her favorite novel. Like, oh, this looks like the place where he would have done this. And this looks like the place where where he, he fought his mortal enemy to a duel or to death. Like, he died in the duel and fell off the cliff instead of being captured. Um, Yeah. But all the running around um, really takes out her knees. And she ends up not being mobile very much for the rest afterward. And also, her Alzheimer's kicks in. Oof. So, you talk to her after that. And she's really tired, and then you talk to her again, and she doesn't remember... Or, no, first she lashes out at you, saying that it's all your fault that, like, she's hurt. 
Um, yeah. And then she stops remembering who you are and only sees you as like her her daughter Annie. And in order to finish her quest, you have to dress up in the colors of like how she remembers her daughter Annie. Uh, the la- like one of the last times she saw her, I think, on a beach. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then you send her off, and she never remembers who you are. And she spends her entire time thinking, like, "Oh, it would be great if like my husband could come and see these trees and things." And it's it's just really sad. Yeah. Hers hit me a little hard just because of how involved it was. Yeah, and that's some that's some real stuff that I mean, it's heavy. Yeah. When I was a kid, my step-grandmother had Alzheimer's. She wouldn't remember my my stepdad like most of the time that he would go over there. Yeah, I my my grandfather had dementia but it it didn't catch up to him as much before he passed away so never really lost him but yeah it's it's stuff it's tough yeah but that's what i games are this cool week. Games are cool. It's a very it's a very well thought out game and I appreciate it. I just I wish I wasn't 17 hours in and feeling like <laughs> I've I've only sent off three spirits. Um Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit shorter would have been nice is my point. But the feelings and the writing the the writing is on point. The emotions hit. You did good. Yeah, I think maybe you're supposed to do it in, like, one person at a time. Like, oh, uh, well, the we'll, problem. We'll do this person's journey and then stop and then deal with that emotionally. And then when you're ready, start the next character and do that. No, you're definitely supposed to have multiple of them on board with you all the time. And. Like, you can only complete certain, like, character quests when you reach new areas of the map and get the get the resources required. So, like, the, the game kind of railroads you into having, like, three or four people on the boat at any given time. Okay. Especially because new abilities only become purchasable with the um, obols that passengers on your boat give you. Okay. Yeah. Game facts! It's the facts about games! That's right. Uh, this week we're talking about D and D. You know, I I need to I need to start requesting games for this. You should <laughs> Dungeons and or Dragons. Um, is that what that stands for? I had no idea. <laughs> Designed by Gary Gygax and David Arneson in 1970, 
Original Dungeons and Dragons was not so different from war games at the time, albeit the first major fantasy adaptation. So when you say war games, you mean like how like the military will play a war game where they're like, if this situation happened, how would we respond? If you think back to a lot of um, a lot of movies that take place in the revolutionary era, where they'll have the the red coats sitting at a, a table and they've got a countryside displayed on uh, in front of them on the table in like little miniatures, uh-huh. and then they've got the pokers and they'll push troops to different sections on the table to fire. Like you know, oh, we'll move this battalion here, and then they'll move this battalion here, and then we'll. It's it's like that. I see. It's, so, it's very similar to that. You're talking about like Renaissance era war games. Yeah, late late Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the original featured such original concepts as tasks and beholders, and less original. Tarasks. Uh, I don't know what that is. Less original, like Ents, Balrogs, and Hobbits that they got sued for and had to change the name of. Yeah, I mean, that's just Tolkien. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like, things like Elves and Dwarves are... They're they're generic enough where it's like... Yeah, they're they're pop culture. They they can't be claimed because they're, you know... But a fucking Hobbit... Norse and yeah, it's the yeah, name no, of Hobbit the is, book. <laughs> yeah, so they had to switch that to halflings. Balrogs got switched to the Baylor, which is just a different creature entirely. Uh, Ints became Treants. Wow, they really stretched which, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and that's why that's why when you read, oh well, actually those are D and D books. I was going to mention Dragonlance. They call them halflings. Yep. yep. Yeah. They're just hobbits. They're just hobbits. They, they are. They're <laughs> just hobbits. <laughs> but they're changed just enough. They don't live in a shire. They live in um, hill houses. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the character, but my second favorite character in Dragonlance was the halfling. Okay. My first, my favorite was Sturm, but, you know. There's there's too many Dragonlance books. In fact, there's too many D&D books. I couldn't, uh, I, I've read a couple of the, the Drizzt do Urden ones, but there's just, there's way too many, so I couldn't, I didn't want to get into them. Oh, uh, well, I was just talking about, like, the, the, the six Dragonlance Chronicles, which is basically, like, Fellowship of the Ring. Like. Yeah, Dragonlance went on a lot longer than six books. I know. Like I've also I've also read the like twin trilogy, which is just the twins There's from the Chronicles, but they're the focus now. In the Dragonlance series now. I didn't and... know that. Yeah. No. There's there's the the Chronicles trilogy, the Legends trilogy, the Second Generation is a compilation book. Wow. Uh, they're Dragons really doing a lot with Flame, this. Dragons of New Age, War of Souls trilogy, Dark Disciple trilogy, Lost Chronicles trilogy. Like <laughs> those books were not that good. No. <laughs> and then there's there was a bunch of video games for for Dragonlance and movie and I would pl- 
Wait, I've heard of the Dragonlance video game. Oh, I remember that There's now. There's multiple. Well, I remember the one that's like a... There's... It's like a dungeon crawler. And your characters can, like, permanently die. Even though There's they're the characters from the books. Heroes of the Lance in 88. Dragons of the Flame and War of the Lance in 89. Champions of Kryn and Dragonstrike in 90. Death Knights of Kryn and Shadow Sorcerer in 91. And The Dark Queen of Kryn in 92. And in... Yeah, no, that was it. Okay. I feel like what I was talking about was the first, like, the Lance. The Heroes, Heroes of, the, of Lance. the Lance. Yeah, I think that's a series of six books, right? Uh... I- I'm pretty sure. There's a, there's a trilogy that takes place until the end of the War of the Lance, so probably... Probably that the Chronicles trilogy. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm talking about the the Dragonlance Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, as the father of all pen and paper RPGs, it intru- it introduced most of the concepts familiar today, such as experience, levels, armor class, and classes. But fortunately, only cleric remains from that time, as the other two classes rela- released with the game were. Fighting man and magic user. Perfect. I hate it. I hate it. People still play OD&D, right? Yeah, they do. Why? Uh, but, but like, <laughs> OD&D... See, the, there's a... Go, move on to the next uh, fact, and then I'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> D&D is actually two different games. The original, of which is a miniatures war game and Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which is the iterated-upon current edition, with six major numbered editions that also became the open game system. That is meant to be game, right? Yes. Fucking Archimedes. (laughs) You know, we really gotta talk to him. (laughs) The open game system, which most modern games are built on. Okay, so there's... D- original D&D, or D&D Basic, has three editions of it, I think? Oh. Three or four. Um, and that is the game that's basically a miniatures game. And, like, like the, uh, the war games. And, and a lot of people play AD&D with miniatures. You can't play OD&D or basic D&D without miniatures. It's, it's integral to the, the playing of it. Um, it's the difference yeah, between people... optional and mandatory. Yeah. You, you can use miniatures to represent your characters, but in OD&D, your character is a miniature on a map. Okay. Um, but some people still play OD&D, or D&D Basic, um, but that's not what people talk about when they say they're playing D&D. No, what they mean uh, is people, like the critical role to, stuff. <laughs> to, yeah, AD&D. And, uh, some people do still play AD&D first edition, which doesn't have criticals. That wasn't introduced until second edition. Oh, like if you roll a D20 and land on 20, you don't get yeah. a critical? No, that, wow. that wasn't a thing. That's Why would up. that be a thing? That doesn't make sense. Did it also not have critical fails, though? This is the only way it's fair. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
you, you roll a one, it's a one. That's that's what the dice says. You take the number. Okay. Uh, a, first edition was wild, though, because uh, you, you don't have AC like you have AC now, uh, armor class. You had Thacko, <laughs> which is an abbreviation for to hit armor class zero. So you roll a what? 20 How decided a- die. That's not an abbreviation for that. Thacko is to hit armor class zero. Where's the, the F? The numeral Z. Thacko. T H A C O. Thacko. Oh! Thacko. Thacko. I yes. see. So oh, I feel like I've seen that before. To, to calculate if you hit, the player rolls a 20 sided die and adds or subtracts any bonuses or penalties. The player then subtracts that number from their character's Thacko to find the strongest armor class the attack hits. So, you you want a lower armor class, and it ranges from 10 at the worst to minus 10 at the best. And it, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, there were there were literally tables in the back of the book to determine whether you hit. Yeah, I don't know. When so you were like, saying did, that stuff, my brain shut off and I did not hear. <laughs> yeah, what you said. Your your eyes glazed over. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you, you, it's it's really like, oh, did I um, did can I hit? And you like flip through all the pages of this book to get to the back to. Get the- <laughs> no, just I just oh. need a number. Like if I hit this number, then I hit. Yeah. Which is what I, I think what the game is now. Correct. Now nowadays it is, you know, the the enemy has an armor class, you roll your D twenty plus hit. Yeah. And that's the number. If the number is I think at or above their armor class, then you succeed. Okay. Um, um I do agree with this next fact. <laughs> Um, actually, in sharp contrast to Star Trek's movies, only the odd versions of Dungeons and Dragons are good. With the more odd numbers, the better. And what what I want to say here is that my only time playing D anD D, I wish I want to play it again, but I just don't. I don't have friends. <laughs> I mean, I've asked Cadence to play it before, and she's like, "I don't. I'm not interested." And I'm like, "Ah." Um, but the only time I've played it was fourth edition and yeah I'm sorry. fourth edition is miserable it's just combat and that's not what i was it's interested in in D. just combat yeah. like i really wanted to get into the role-playing stuff which it sounds like what fifth edition is that's that's in the way that fourth edition was only combat fifth edition is almost only role-playing it, it has combat it it didn't go to the same extreme that four did but 5th edition is very, very roleplay heavy. Yeah, that's which what I I'm, want I'm personally a fan of as well. Because um, especially with yeah. the group I had in, in playing 4th edition, there were like 8 to 10 people any given night. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we would yeah, play for no. 3 hours and that was a battle. Yeah. Uh, first edition people people still play a lot of because it's traditional. It's like the traditional Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, OD&D exists, but people 
don't do that. I mean, it's the same really. way that people will play like Pokemon Red and Blue. It's the yeah. original. It it sucks. So. It's not good, but it's the original. <laughs> it's it's first edition is a very different game, and it it there are things that about original or about AD and D first edition that are they're just not doable in the modern game so if you really want that feel you go back and you play that one um two nobody really plays it at this point because if they're going to go back they're going to play first and if they want you know a good system then they play 3.5 or 5 three existed three was pretty good but then like six months into its release they released 3.5 which Still yeah. uses all the three things, but fixes all the problems, and then added on 36 books. So, if you really want to be a rules lawyer, 3.5 is your game. That is what I was going to ask about. Like, why Why is, Why do people only talk about 3.5? Like, what happened to 3? Three? 3 is technically still playable, but, like, 3 had a few issues. Like, 3 is a better game than 2. But 3 had some issues that were immediately fixed by 3.5, and anything that was released with 3 is still usable by 3.5. It's the same system, it's just 3.5 has the bug fixes. I see. So, yeah. It's like a patch. And then... That did good. Yeah. A good patch. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad patch. Um... I mean, were you still gonna go down and talk about four again, or no? We we already talked about four and five. We can okay. All right. Um, as with most things that are fun and new and interesting, there was much controversy regarding D and D when it was released, and protests and mothers' groups and even a Tom Hanks movie were made to try and halt its spread, despite the real issue being parents bad at being there for their kids. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. They didn't even have an excuse back then because they made more money. Like, (laughs) compared to today, like, accounting for inflation, they made so much more money. You could have one parent go and work and that that paid for your house and your car and your health insurance and everything. Yeah, even if you worked at a grocery store. Yeah. Or a McDonald's or, uh, you know... Now you have two people going out and working, and that's not even enough to fucking put a <laughs> loaf of bread on the table. Like, I'm I'm still amazed that um, Tom Hanks got his start with that movie, Mazes and Monsters. I was going to ask what that movie was. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Mazes and Monsters, 1981. Because um, when I think of early Tom Hanks, I think, I think big... I think Splash. Um, uh, those were those are both after. There's another one. Big was eighty eight. Splash was eighty four. Philadelphia was ninety three. I f- I don't think this is correct. He wasn't in Caddyshack, was he? I don't think so i mean we could look that up 1980 film uh no no he was in something 
know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But but no, yeah, no, like, it was it was his first film or second film. He made his film debut in He Knows You're Alone, a low budget budget slasher film, and then went from there a starring role in the television movie Mazes and Monsters. Oh, it was a TV movie. Yep. Oh wait, so this was <laughs> you even think Hollywood was really gonna. That was even before his TV show? Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, uh, listen, um, the 80s, not a good time for for parents. It's a bad time for parents. No. <laughs> parents were bad in the 80s. Yeah. It's, I mean, and always, parents are bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, get better parents oft depicted as only for <laughs> geeks and losers D&D sports a prestigious roster of players including Mike Myers Austin Powers Vin Diesel Robin Williams John Favreau James Gunn George R.R. R. Martin I mean that makes sense and many yeah, many no, more it absolutely does <laughs> <laughs> like if, if if Martin didn't play d and I'd be like how did he come up with this then <laughs> yeah for real that, I mean, that's like saying other... he hasn't read tolkien like come on yeah no that's that's <laughs> the alternative is saying that he hasn't read tolkien because <laughs> that's his book is just tolkien except worse i'm gonna fight you <laughs> i mean not only that but i'm going to decapitate you like ned stark in the courtyard tolkien's way better not true and i can tell you why i have read all five of the Game of Thrones books. I cannot make it through Return of the King. Weird. Return of the King That's... is so boring. I hate it. That's great. <laughs> it's great. And you know what's even better than that? The Silmarillion. Um, I tried. I've I've read The Silmarillion like 13 times now. I'm, pr- I'm happy cover. for you. I'm glad you found something you like. I'm never going to read it. <laughs> one day, one day I will go back and read Return of the King. Because I was like a young teenager when I tried to read it before. I probably just got bored. It's probably... Yeah, you, you really should. I, as an adult, I can probably make it through. Um, it's still I mean, there are lots of books that I, I couldn't finish when, when I was younger. They're just like... Ugh, this is so boring. And then now I've gone back and like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I mean, there's not many of those, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's tons of like Judy Dinch loves D and D. Um, Carl Urban, Vince Vaughn, Steven Spielberg. Oh, Judge Dredd himself. Yeah. Wow. Um. Marilyn Manson, R.A. Salvatore, of course. Oh, well, we don't talk uh, about Manson. <laughs> a- uh, unless you want me to go on another tirade. We don't talk no. about Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Terry Terry Crews. Stephen Colbert, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a creative game, so yeah. creative people flock to it. It makes exactly. sense. That's why I want to play it, because I consider myself a creative person, even if I never create anything. Because capitalism steals all my time and my energy! 
That's to wake anybody up who fell asleep during all of these game facts. Okay, move on. Um, besides the games, Dungeons and Dragons is also a spectacular TV show, Lies, a stage musical, it's probably, not a lie. <laughs> several book series, yeah, I mean, we talked about those, an amazing movie that ripped off the Phantom Menace's plotline and featured Jeremy Irons, uh, and more. It's what the it? reason why I still have a VHS, uh, a VCR, so I can I can play my D and D the movie VHS. Uh, I need to talk. I need to talk to Archimedes later. Um, I wish he would give me his number. But <laughs> I, I mean, what see, do I is, do? This is something like you're. I'm sorry, but like you're outnumbered here. Archimedes and I both agree that D and D is a spectacular TV show. That's not even what I'm talking about. That's not even what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about these and mores at the end of the sentence. What am I supposed to do with that? I, I don't write these. I don't know what and more means. And then you don't play off it. <laughs> I say and no. more and you're just like, yeah, and more. I'm like, what's and more? Because do, do you do you really want the facts to be like an uh, like a pair like like a whole full book long with all of the and mores i just want the facts to only be what we can talk about (sighs) but we (laughs) that that deletes so many options from what we can talk about because like if if you're making it so that if we have to talk about the entirety of everything every time we talk about a fact that's gonna make these facts real long i mean these facts are long though you want them longer. This last one took like 20 minutes to talk about. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut the... Shut up. I never watched the movie, though, because it, it's the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Did it really rip it's off got... the Phantom Menace? I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty much the, the storyline to the Phantom Menace. Because um... what, I, what I always imagined was that Aragon ripped off that. See, here's the problem. I've only watched the movie for Aragon. Um, oh, well. I hear the book is better, but also the book is, like, as thick as my arm. So. Yeah. The the author went to the same school as my brother, and I didn't care. And then by the time the movie came out, I was like, ah, screw it. I'll watch the movie. And then everyone told me I shouldn't, and then I already had. And it was too late. And... So I'll just I'll just never know. But yeah, Jeremy Irons is a uh, I mean he's great. I mean here's what I will say is that a bad movie can still be good enough to get you into a into a book series. If if the uh, if the story looks interesting enough, you can watch a bad movie and then pick up the book and be like, oh, I love this. That's how yeah. I got into Percy Jackson. I saw the first Percy Jackson movie and I was like, oh, this is fun. I'll read these books. And then I picked up the books and then I was like, oh, the books are so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Irons, he's he's Scar uh, in Lion King. He's Simon Gruber in Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know. Oh, wait, was he? he? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I mean, the villain of Die Hard um, with a Vengeance is the least memorable part of Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. 
And he's Protheon in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Hey, the Dungeons and Dragons movie also has Tom Baker in it. So, like... The fourth Doctor? Yeah. It can't be bad. I mean, it can be. I've, I've, I've seen some pretty bad fourth Doctor's episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you make eight years of television in a single show. Yeah... Which, man, he really did go eight years. Wow. Fucking impressive. But also, he broke the tradition. Three years and that's it. (laughs) That's all you get. Alright, so this week we're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're continuing our Art Games April, and okay. we're, we're moving on from just the, the intro of what is an art game and how is it different from games as art, to these are specific types of games. So we're going to talk about games that evoke feelings and, and bring understanding to things that you, you really probably can't understand without actually having the um uh the situation yourself for example like um echolocation you you don't echolocate do you uh i mean <laughs> do you want the real answer to that <laughs> I mean, last time I checked, wombats do not. Uh, I mean, let me just let me just lay out the situation for you, and you can derive your own <laughs> conclusions from this. Sometimes, and I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes I draw the curtains and turn off all the lights in the dead of night, and I squeak into the night. <laughs> So no, you you don't. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Devil's Tuning Fork <laughs> is a kind of wire-framed game that starts you out pitch black, and you it's wazed because it's a three um, D platformer, and you press space if I remember correctly to squeak, but. Obviously, like, you can't hear the stuff, so it visually shows you what echolocation would be like. So it it creates a pulse of light that goes out, and it shows you, you know, where there is ground, and where there are objects in the sky, and things to jump on, and things to interact with. And you play through the game, pressing space to squeak and create those pulses so that you can see so this is daredevil echolocation yeah i mean i i don't i don't know daredevil i can't really well what daredevil daredevil was blinded by poison when he was a kid um and now like yeah the same poison that made the teenage mutant ninja turtles no but um like now that's canonically correct (laughs) now uh, oh is it (sighs) Yeah, no, the the beginning of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics starts at the beginning of Daredevil, 
where he gets, you know, hit by the acid. The acid washes down the drain. And it, it includes the part where, like, he gets hit, it washes down the drains, and then hits the Teenage Mutant, or the, the turtles who become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles based off of the acid. Wow, I didn't know this. That's insane. Yeah, no, they're they're directly co- connected, although Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not owned by the same company, and thus it's... But that's it is. murky. That's murky. <laughs> Ooh, it's that's... murky, but it is. <laughs> no, I mean that's murky for them legally. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but they did it. But yeah, uh, oh, like he's blind, but he can, he can see things around him via echolocation. Like physically see the objects kind of I don't know it, it's weird that's the okay. way it's represented when they like shoot the TV show and yeah stuff. And, and and that's what this is 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 I mean there's obviously you can squeak as much as you want if you don't have the power of echolocation it's not gonna help you now some people who have gone blind or, you know, lost other senses in life, have gained a higher heightened senses and can functionally echolocate. That is an actual thing that, that happens. This but is what I do every night. That's, that's, be- <laughs> that's because they've lost other skills and your body compensates for them by giving them something uh, that we don't have. So this is a visual representation of that, and it does a really, really, really good job. Okay. Um, and and that's that's an example of a game that that helps you understand something that you're just not gonna understand without being able to see it or experience it somehow. Uh, another co- uh, common one. There's several games that I I haven't actually pulled up an example of so i can't pull that but uh uh, synesthesia is another common condition that is shown in games through games that's like and synesthesia is when you (laughs) you have two ideas that are connected in your head uh it's most commonly um numbers and colors yeah, like, um, so, I just recently watched the, uh, Doctor Who episode about Vincent Van Gogh, and, uh, mm-hmm. like, he had synesthesia, right? He talks about, Probably. Um, being able to, like, feel colors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can also see music. That's another common one. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, some people think that, uh, Jackson Pollock, um could see color or could hear colors and that's how he painted um which usually the reverse is true as well so if yeah like the the senses have become you hear music yeah yeah so there there's there's it's always like one sense um connected to an another um sense or um idea and like i said it's it's very commonly like the months of the year or numbers or letters of the alphabet or like you know one is pink two is green three is orange so if you like looked at a color you'd be like well that's three i mean like (laughs) 
It's not. <laughs> But to to them, that's how it's connected in their brain. That's the and number three. A, multiple multiple games um, explore synesthesia to varying degrees, such as. Um, I told you I didn't look any up. <laughs> then don't bring it up. No, I, I mean, I'm bringing up. A... <sighs> You're the art game person. I thought about playing Journey. For this podcast, and then I was like, <laughs> it's like two hours long, and it's $15 on Steam. I'm not about to pay $15 to play Journey. Uh, well, I'm gonna, without having played it or watched this video, because I don't want to mess up with my audio, <laughs> supposedly 140 is a video game that is designed to induce synesthesia. Thanks. Induce? fastcompany.com induce synesthesia yeah yeah uh, make a note of that one and send it to me i'm gonna look into that one <laughs> uh... i'm gonna see if it does anything for a person like me who does not have the ability to envision things in his mind yeah uh well, okay. So recently, I'm, I'm on a different article. An article appeared in the Atlantic that points to the possibility that synesthesia is not only natural, but it can also be self-taught with practice. Oh. Um. So maybe they can do something for me. Maybe. Maybe they can make you feel. I feel. Anyways. <laughs> listen to the first five minutes of this podcast. I feel. Don't. <laughs> We cut that, remember? We cut that. We didn't. You cut that. <laughs> you cut that. You're going to cut that. Please. I have Beg final edit. <laughs> um, also, I've, re I've referenced it too many times at this point to cut it. <laughs> no, no, absolutely we can cut it, and you can keep the references in, and it'll be funny. It'll be funny. Do it. The oh. other way won't be funny. Do you know what would be even funnier? If I cut it, and then I played it after the ending music, I just moved okay. it to the back. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> ending music, like, 30 seconds of silence, and then you could put it in there. That way, you have fair warning now <laughs> that if you really want to hear him cussing and yelling about life, go there. Otherwise, just... Once the music's done, or before, just just kill it. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so that's that's one type of, of game here, where it, it teaches you things that you really are going to have trouble understanding without a medium that can teach you. Echolocation which, and synesthesia. As yes, are, are the two examples off the top of my head that I researched, except for synesthesia. Which you didn't. Um, <laughs> there's there's the other type of game we're going to talk about, because um, we have to get through a lot of types of art games, and uh, so <laughs> we're, we're mashing some together. Uh, are games that um, evoke particular emotions, and we're we're splitting this from the controversial and uncomfortable ones. Um so games like Flow 
or Journey um, are, are, are both good examples of that. They're also made by the same company, if I remember correctly. Of course they are. Uh, <laughs> All these art games are made by, like, three companies. Well, they're, they're made by three companies and then, like, a thousand... Um, oh, um... Flash game designers. Yeah. <laughs> Which are going going away now that uh, browsers don't fucking support Flash. Yeah. Goodbye, so, Flash. We'll miss yeah. you. Well, I mean, there's um, there's Supernova. What's that? Supernova is a extension you can add to your browser that enables um, Flash. Oh, okay. Good information. Yeah. Put that out there. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we'll 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 go over these examples. For example, Flow is a game. It's a very peaceful game. It came out as a flash game first, and then it was popular enough that they turned around and turned it into a, uh, a game for PlayStation. Obnoxious. Um, it's on PS3, 4, Vita, and PC. Um, but it's uh, it's well, a it's not on game. it's not on Vita and PS3 anymore. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's it's a relatively simple concept that's gotten reused multiple times now, uh, where you start out you're you're in the ocean, uh, okay. in the deep blue abyss, and there's bioluminescent creatures that swim above and below you, and you you play on a flat plane. Is this going to be so evolution? This is the game Evolution, isn't it? It's that game where you like you you start as like a fish, and you you eat other fish, and you become like a a bigger fish, and then you can evolve and get legs. Ye- yeah. Well, I mean, you don't get that far. You you start microscopic, and you build up to being less microscopic, but I you see. never. You, you never get to the point where you're a big old fish. So it's evolution on a much smaller scale. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this game came out, like, a long time before. Um, What, evolution? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like an SNES or an NES game. It's ancient. Oh, really? Yeah. Evolution. At the end of it, you, like, meet Gaia. Oh, no, you're talking about Evo. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, Evo, not the fighting game convention, EVO, the search for Eden. Yes. Um. Yeah, no, completely different game. I mean, I guess the concept of, like, you, you're eating the smaller creatures to get bigger, but in Evo, you can eat a bigger creature and... And, and still win. This is closer <laughs> to um, what are the 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 dot io games? Uh, Slitherio. Um, uh, I don't know. I've never played an io game. I've been <laughs> on. I've been on itch dot io. Yep. Yeah. Slitherio. Uh, Slither dot io is a game where you're you're a worm and you you worm around and when you see a smaller worm you eat it and when you see food you eat it and it makes you bigger and then eventually you're big enough that um you 
like level up. Are worms cannibals? <laughs> what? Is that what this game is teaching us? Worms are cannibals? <laughs> Everything at the uh at that dimension that doesn't really have a brain is cannibals. <laughs> I see. Um but yeah, you're you're swimming around. It's it's a you know, you're top down, you're swimming, and um as you eat the little food and the little smaller creatures and you're avoiding the bigger creatures, over time you the smaller creatures start to disappear into the dust because you are getting so big that they're you know, you're in water above them now. Um mm. so you're kind of rising to the surface as you eat uh progressively larger and avoid progressively larger um animals i don't think that's how the ocean works don't things get Uh, bigger the further down you go that's like why giant squid are like way down at the bottom of the ocean right yeah but like whales are up top so i mean whales are mammals they could sprout legs (laughs) <laughs> they can't they definitely can't there's I mean, no way give them 20,000 years no 20,000 years they'll be gone um <laughs> i mean but yeah, yeah really probably really simple game but the the that's not the interesting part the interesting part is the fact that they designed it and the name of the game is flow to uh represent and bring on a state of flow and flow is a psychological term colloquially known as being in the zone. It's the mental state in which you are fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. And the, the game was groundbreaking in that it, it, it worked to get you in the zone. And it was also, um, a, like a proof by Genova Chen, who was the the developer who went on to make Journey, um, that like flow is the ultimate result of game design. Like you, you want all those things. <laughs> you want to be energizedly focused with full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. I mean, yeah. That that sounds like a great game to me. It does. Is flow a great um, game? Flow's fun. I mean, I haven't played the full version of the game, but I've played the Flash version, and it it works. I mean, it's it's a genuinely enjoyable game. Um, okay. And, yeah, after playing a little bit of it, you really get into it. Um, High which, praise uh, from John Davis here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not something you're going to get from Fire Emblem. So... Damn. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely an interesting state, and it's something that, again, like, it puts you into a state of mind. That's what the art games are about. Um, uh, his other games also work towards that. So there's, like, Flower, Flow. I feel like I've... Er. Heard, I feel like I know Flower. I feel... Yeah. Uh, that's the... Uh, PS3... Three, That's four, the one where you just a fucking flower like floating on the breeze or some shit. Yes, you control the wind blowing a flower petal through the air using the movement of the game controller. See, I remember um, when that came out. That pissed me off. <laughs> just the concept of it. I'm like, 
That's insulting to me. Uh, I hate the idea of that game. Like, I'm gonna sit down and fucking blow wind at a flower petal. Fuck you. <laughs> well, uh, it has an aggregate score of 91. Um, it's okay. It's rated I, I, ni- 9 out of 10 by almost everyone. I understand that I'm in the minority. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> um... Like, I just don't want to play that kind of game. Yeah, but it <laughs> it it works. It's it's a it's a fun game that that uh, arouses positive emotions. And Journey is is similar. Um, it can be a little melancholic because Journey is a game where you play by yourself. You are in a vast desert, traveling towards a mountain in the distance. And there is no speech or text or anything in the game. Like, the game starts and it says, it, it puts up images of of the controls and says, like, here's how you play. And then that's it. Like, you, you play through the rest of the game with just those few things. Um, and it's, it's just a combination of the atmosphere of the game the music that's playing and the the little small puzzles that you get through um you walk toward a mountain and yeah you walk toward a mountain but also a relatively unique thing that will only again be seen when dark souls happens <sighs> to the opposite effect um <laughs> uh, are you when you are shade playing at dark souls what i said are you throwing shade at dark souls no, I'm just saying it's the completely opposite effect. Um, if you're playing Journey, occasionally, while another person is playing Journey, it will allow you to meet in the game. Oh, oh I remember. You'll this. just you'll just run into, and they're completely anonymous. There's no name above their head. There's no words or anything. You can't talk to them. The most you can do is is you know use your sing button. And you can just sing together. And that actually helps you because you've got a scarf that allows you to jump over, like, the, like special glide jump sort of thing. Um, but it uses up the, the length of the scarf. It, game mechanics, whatever. Yeah. Um, you can collect bits of scarf throughout the journey. But when you meet another character, you can sing together and it charges both of your scarves. So actually playing and meeting another person helps you on your journey and you know there's 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 music it's dynamic with your actions and uh that's not common as well and it 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 builds throughout the game you have this little emotional journey it's the name of the game right i got that (laughs) So there's there's these these other games that that are just there to make you feel some 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 good moods, and and that's that's it. Like they're simple games. I mean, flow is just you you, you control the six axis and that's it. You, you 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 move around with your joystick and you eat things. It's like Pac-Man as, with no goal. Yeah, you, you just, you get bigger. But it's fun, and it puts you in that mood. Um, 
you know, Journey is is the same. It's 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 very it's side scroller. I mean, it's not a side scroller, but it's a linear scroller. Right. Um, <laughs> you're on rails. It's a less involved um, Final Fantasy X, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you're on a straight yeah. path to a big mountain. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's it's everything about the game is designed to reduce your outside stimulus and just help you concentrate and have this particular feeling. And uh, and, and that's just one of the things that, that art games can do. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of art games. I'm glad people get enjoyment out of them. I personally never played uh, Journey because I don't own PlayStations. Yeah. I, I bought a PS3 for the first time the other day, and uh, it's gathering dust. I mean, like um, I said, it's on Steam now. You can buy it for $15. That's true. If you feel like $15 is a worthy investment for Journey. No, I could probably pick it up for 2 at a used game store or whatever. Right. For a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> and then not play it. I, I mean, I have all, all the Uncharted games as well for PS3, and uh, I haven't played them. I should. You should just give but... me your PS3. I would get more use out of it. <laughs> Probably, but I won't. <laughs> I know. I need to go and get my own PS3. My last They're one exploded. Pretty, pretty cheap if yeah. you get a thrift store. Or... Yeah. And if I do it within the next, like, half a month, I could even buy Suikoden 2 on there again. Gosh. Uh, all right. Well, th- that was it. Yeah, that was a that's nice little quick discussion about art games. Yeah, and uh, next, join us next week for a uh, not so nice. Like, remember when I was talking about that anime earlier, where you oh, start God. out going. Eesh! Uh, yeah, pretty much every single one here is going to be like, ah, uh, uh, don't want to do it. Man, we're doing that one in the middle of the month. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was going to be for the end. No, no, no. We got to we got to go. We can't end on this. It was like in in the very first episode of this show where we talked about the news, except we didn't because I think you cut all of that. Um, I think because... I kept the part where we talked about the PlayStation shortage, and that was it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We we had, like, like nine news articles to talk about, and it, it, was, it was just such a bummer immediately. And there was, it, it like, ended on the biggest bummer of all, yeah, and I there was no way to recover that from that. No. No. What, what happened is I cut from the end of the PlayStation shortage section... To game facts, and that was yeah. the episode. Because <laughs> I was yeah, like, the no, rest of was... this unnecessary makes it worse. Yeah, so that's why we're doing the nasty bit in the middle, so that we we can recover from it. Hopefully, I don't know how <laughs> the logic of that works because the news bit was in the middle last time, and we did not recover. <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll have a week. We'll have a week. Well, okay. we won't end art games off on a bummer. Fair enough. 
So uh, I guess this is the uh, the content warning for the next episode. <laughs> for the end. The end of the next episode. So, like, still coming for the middle bet. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to timestamp that one in the description of the next episode. Like, probably, yeah. Don't listen to this well, if you don't want to. Yeah, to be triggered at all. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, don't forget to rate this like uh the, the top marks if you think it deserves it. Please. Five it stars. It. Ten stars. Two big ol' thumbs up. And uh, give us a review or whatever. And uh, tweet about us. Yeah. Tell someone who's a hard worker and gets into the flow with their uh, capitalism. John, you know that's uh, about this. That's supposed to be for the very end, and we haven't done the plugs yet. (laughs) I don't plug in this show. Okay. Well, I do plug. Um, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start asking um, if you want to talk to us. If you want to give us some feedback directly, you can email us at glowingweekpodcast at gmail. This is Wombat. Minor edit here. The email is actually glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail. And if I remember to open up the email, I'll read it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find me on Twitch. At Wombat Millennial, if I ever get back to streaming, if my life ever settles down, if I'm ever not tired, I will be streaming. I want to stream so badly, John. I want to do it. Yay, capitalism! (laughs) Listen to the last five minutes of this. Um, You can find me on Twitter at VideoGameWombat. And since he won't plug himself, I'll plug him. You can find him no. on Twitter. No. Oh. I'll I'll plug myself like once every couple months. If, <laughs> okay. If you if you're watching this, you probably already know who we are. Uh, I mean, well, let's 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 be honest. I'm hoping that one day we'll expand beyond just our circle well, yeah. of friends. <laughs> well, yeah, but then they'll 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 look us up. We say who we are at the beginning. We do things. Did I say who I was at the beginning? You said who I was. I, s- I said who you were at the beginning. And you I just said started who you off were. firing off. All right, we're done. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Share this with someone on Shut a Shut up. I already did that. <laughs> I did a different one.
So you want to jump into it? Do you want to just jump into it, John? I guess we can just jump into it. All right, Hi, we, I'm John. We've jumped this is into it. Weak point. This is glowing <laughs> weak point. I'm Wombat. I'm mad. I'm talking over John. I'm I'm mad. Ooh, I'm mad. So John, but <laughs> but not about anything that's related to this uh, podcast. So this will get interesting. No, John, John, ask me why I'm mad. <laughs> Gosh. Do I have to ask me why I'm mad? Wombat, why are you mad? So fucking fucking last night, man. Last night, I was at work, and you know, I work until four in the goddamn morning. Do you know when I got out last night? I got out at five in the fucking morning. And why did I get out an hour later? Well, it's because my fucking management doesn't know how to fucking operate a goddamn business. You want to live in fucking capitalism and fucking capitalize on my goddamn labor, and then you don't want to fucking operate my labor correctly. Fuck you. Fucking ignorant dumbasses. Why Why were we down to three people last night for a warehouse the size of a fucking medieval village? Why? How? How did it get down to three people? Why did I walk down an aisle and find what my boss called a fucking sausage bomb? Do you know what a sausage bomb is, John? A sausage bomb is what happens when a pallet full of fucking sausage breaks open and it all falls to the fucking floor. And then I have to fucking clean it up for 30 minutes with somebody else. If it had been me, it had taken longer. If it had been just me, it would have taken even longer. I had one other person to help me. It took us 30 minutes, at least, to clean the sausage bomb. And it was just throwing it away. We barely saved any of it. So much sausage out the fucking shitter. Why? Because people can't be fucked to do their fucking job properly. If a fucking lift operator had put it up there correctly in the first place, do you know what would have happened? It wouldn't have fucking fell. That's what would have fucking happened. Jesus. And, and like, I worked so hard last night and then i was like oh i have so much to do tomorrow i have so much to do i have to go to a hiring event which did not go well uh i have to record this shit with john which i'm doing late i have to then edit this shit and then i'm supposed to still be living my goddamn life because this is my day off <sighs> what the fuck why, why, why do jobs do this to us? I am set to get out. I am on paper supposed to get out at four o'clock and that would have been enough time to get me five hours of sleep, wake up for this fucking thing and then go like go to my fucking job interview. I'd have been able to shave. I'd have been able to bathe. I'd have been able to record this. I'd have been able to get dressed and go. But instead, I woke up at fucking 12 and missed the opportunity to do this earlier in the day. And now my whole day's out of whack, John. My whole fucking day. <laughs>